Coming up, Monster Jam continues its weekend now with this race saves lives auction starting. More news on each of the point series and the last ever show at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Monster Jam download. Monster Jam fans and welcome back to another episode of the Monster Jam download back to talk about another week of Monster Jam action. I'm your host Joshua Lee. Joining me is Monster Jam super fan and owner and operator of the Avengers Racing Instagram page Wayne Siaki. What's going on Pizza Nation? One day you'll get there right Josh. I'm proud of you. <laughs> One day I'll get your last name right. <laughs> Eventually it'll happen. And we're also being joined by a special guest pit reporter on Stadium Championship Series Green Monster Jam host Casey G. Hey guys, happy to be here. Josh, I've been seeing your post for so long that I'm so pumped to finally be on your podcast with you. I am so happy to have you here and to talk about some Monster Jam action. A lot happened this past weekend. We don't have anything for housekeeping. I think we should just get right into the show, starting off with Florence, South Carolina, a three-show weekend for a small six-truck exhibition Monster Jam show. No points attached to this tour. Seeing El Toro Loco and Lindsey Reed, Megalodon, Devin Jones, Stinger Unleashed, Zane Ratu, Bad News Travels Fast, Brandon Darrow, Toxic Corey Snyder, and Scott Hartsock in Slinger. Taking home two of the overall event champions was Stinger Unleashed. Taking home the Saturday afternoon one was Corey Snyder in Toxic. I believe that is his first ever overall event championship. And doing it in his own truck was awesome. Slinger, Toxic, and Stinger Unleashed took home racing wins all weekend. The Great Clips two-wheel skills challenge winner sweeping the weekend with Stinger Unleashed. Stinger Unleashed also sweeping freestyle. Guys, we didn't see much from this tour, obviously, on so social media, being a quite small tour, no points attached to it. But did you guys catch anything, and what do you guys think? Uh, I did not see anything from the show, but I'm really happy to see a nice show with a bunch of independent drivers. Because all of the like tr true Monster Jam fans, like the people that go to shows week in and week out, they love to see all the independent drivers. And having, you know, a tour with all the independent drivers doing shows, uh, it gives the fans a different thing. You don't see the same drivers every year, and you get to see a bunch of them that you usually wouldn't see at Monster Jam, so I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to agree with that. I think that it's awesome that even though that's not necessarily a tour that's getting a lot of attention right now, it's great that there's some independence on there, and you know that's what a lot of the fans want to see, and I think that Monster Jam's really starting to realize that. I mean, like, especially this year when you see somebody like Cam McQueen now partnering up with Diesel Dave and is now, like, part of the Bro Camino team. So I think that it's just going to take a little bit for that tour and those drivers to catch a little bit of momentum and get a little steam. But I think that there's going to be a lot of great action over there. And I think that there could be some big stuff coming out of that. And each sure? of these independents is so, so strong. We saw Zane Ratu last year in Arena Championship Series get up close in the points. Corey Snyder went from Triple Threat Series with Team Vodders now being on his own team, his own truck with Toxic. And you can tell Corey just loves being in that Toxic truck, was able to grab an overall event championship. So I think a lot of these athletes are doing really well with their own equipment, and they had to fix their own equipment for the whole weekend, and each of them showed up for every competition. So awesome to see these independents doing really well over in Florence. I believe this group of athletes will have more shows coming up, but they don't know when the next uh, what we're calling Arena Tour 5 show is. 
try and find that out for later on the podcast. But let's move on to Arena Championship Series. Was in Charleston, West Virginia for three shows. Lindsey Reed, Scooby-Doo taking home two of the overall event championships with the last one of the weekend being taken home by Randy Brown in Gravedigger. Racing was taken home by Just Get Her Done and Brandon Telechka for two of the shows. Again, final, week, final show was Randy Brown in Gravedigger with Scooby-Doo taking home two donut competition wins and two freestyle competition wins, as well as a Great Clips two-wheel skills challenge. The first two-wheel skills challenge was taken home by Darren Miguez and Dragon, and sweeping two-wheel skills donuts in freestyle last weekend was Randy Brown and Gravedigger. And leading this tour is Lindsey Reed and Scooby-Doo, your reigning Monster Jam World Finals freestyle champion. Guys, I'm so excited for Lindsey to be leading this tour. I believe this is the first time a woman has led a points tour. Feel free to correct me on that, but I believe this is the first time a woman has led a points tour in Monster Jam, and she is seven points above Randy Brown and Gravedigger, a legendary Monster Jam athlete. Yeah, Josh, and, you know, Randy Brown and Lindsey Reed have been going neck and neck this year, and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see who's going to win this tour because, you know, you have the newer generation, Lindsey Reed, and, you know, downtown Randy Brown, who's been doing it for a lot of years, you know. <laughs> He's a he's a great guy. He, you know, he brings back some old traditions. You know, like going into the stands after the runs and really caring about the fans and stuff, which I love to see. He did that World Finals and a bunch of other events. But you know, Randy has some competition. Lindsey Reed is showing him how the new guns do it. The young guns are really showing their skills, and Lindsey is far from it because she's been driving for a while. And, you know, after her World Finals Freestyle Championship, she's just been going on and on with these show wins. And she's doing great this year. So I'm definitely looking forward to this tour and seeing who gets it. Absolutely. I think that uh, obviously Randy Brown is one of the OGs. He's a fan favorite. But it's awesome that Lindsay Reed is defending her title. I think that she's such a fierce athlete but I don't think that anybody necessarily expected her to take home the freestyle championship this past year at world finals and I think that this year she just wants to she wants to say that she 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 should have that she earned it and so I'm just so stoked for her because not only is she a great athlete the fans love her like every time every time she hits that floor the fans go wild so I'm pumped that she's leading that series yeah, and she's yeah. riding her momentum from the freestyle championship. I think that's all That's all some athletes need is just kind of a validation that, okay, I am doing what I'm here to do. And she yeah. got that validation at World Finals. Now she's riding that momentum on this tour. I think this is the first time in the Arena Championship Series that Randy Brown has not led right out of the gate. That's Randy huge. I know. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. They've just split up the competition beautifully this year. They really put their thought into it, and like I've said in the past podcast, I'm loving the competition this year because it's all spread out. You don't have all the OGs on one tour, and then every other tour is a little like less spread out in like a competitive way. You see competition every tour, and everybody's neck and neck right now. Yeah, and I talked about that with uh, Jamie Dawson at the Tampa Pit Pit Party, that this year, for for the first time really ever, feels like each tour is kind of even, and we're seeing such a wide range of winners each weekend. Going from first weekend of stadiums, Jester and Matt Pagliarulo taking home the overall. Oh, yeah. So last week in Tampa, again, Jamie Garner and Overboard grabbing that for freestyle win. We're seeing athletes that we've never seen get <laughs> wins finally make their way up to the winner's circle in 2020. Totally. 
Yes, and you know, it's been looking like a great independent year for all these independent drivers. I mean, Tampa is just a hot spot for it. You had uh, Jester, who took the overall at in January, and then you have Overboard, who took freestyle in February. I mean, it's looking like a great year so far. They all are definitely holding their own uh, this season. And moving on, Triple Threat Series East from Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> A known stop on Triple Threat Series, taking home three overall event championships. No surprise here. Tyler Meninga in Gravedigger with a Saturday night overall event championship being taken home by Blake Granger in Max D. Taking home each of the racing competitions. It was a the same winner for three of them. Tyler Meninga in Gravedigger with the last show. Armando Castro in El Toro Loco beating Tyler Meninga in Gravedigger in the finals. Winning the two-wheel skills challenge, two wins for Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger. Sorry, three wins for Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger. Actually, no, he swept the weekend. I'm reading the website. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sweeping the weekend, Tyler Meninga <laughs> and Gravedigger for the two-wheel skills challenge. Sweeping ATVs was Blake Granger in Max D, your reigning ATV racing world champion. Donuts was Soldier Fortune, Alien Invasion, Soldier Fortune, and Soldier Fortune. So one win for Bernard Light, three for Kayla Blood in Soldier Fortune. Megalodon taking home a speedster obstacle course win with Gravedigger, Monster Mutt, and Soldier Fortune taking home the other three. And Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger taking home three freestyle wins with one freestyle win going to Blake Granger and Max D. And last week, it was Blake Granger on top by a few points and now leading by three points, according to MonsterJam.com. Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger back on top. Ooh. But... The, Kayla Blood and Blake Ranger are still within striking distance. Two, 31 points behind is Kayla Blood. Like I said, three points behind Blake Ranger. This is the closest triple threat tour we have right now. Yeah, I mean, we know that Tyler is just a phenom. I think it's really great that for the past two years, they kind of had the same group of drivers together. They had Colton, Tyler, Tony, Bari. I watched them literally for two years, and I think that after a while, they kind of got a little bit comfortable with each other. And so I think it's really great that this year they split that team up, and now it's really brought some new life into the competition. For Tyler especially, I think that it's great that he's got people like Blake Granger on that tour because Blake is just he's wild on those ATVs and so I think that that obviously helps in his point scenario and so it kind of makes it a little bit more tricky for Tyler to get some points towards those overalls and so this being early on in the season he's probably still trying to figure out what everybody's going to do in each of those competitions and so it's great that right now that's one of the closest points races that we have as far as the triple threat series go and i think that's really exciting and kind of this is how new things get birthed is when people aren't comfortable and they have to start fighting a little bit harder to get those competition wins to get those points and so i'm really excited for as the season goes on especially for someone like tyler meninga who we know is just known for coming up with new things in the in those arenas i'm excited to see what's going to come out of that competition yeah i totally agree it's like I was expressing before, I love what they've done by spreading out the competition because now you have Blake, Tyler, you have Armando, Joe. They're all on one tour, Kayla. And, you know, it's not just an easy win. It's either Max D or Gravedigger. You have so many drivers and trucks now that are competing, and you have to be more skilled. You can't just be skilled in a monster truck and do freestyle donuts racing and two-wheel. You got ATVs and speedsters now. So you have to really be multitasked, and being able to do that, you could really take home a lot of points and be able to take home a series championship. But, you know, 
like I've been saying for the past few weeks, Blake and Kayla, they're lovey-dovey off the track. But when they're on the track, they're, uh, they're a big competition. And they're a big threat to winning the series this year. And I think Kayla has a great chance because this year is her most improved year. She's doing great. And I see big things coming out of her in the coming years. Yeah, and Josh talked about it a couple weekends ago or a couple weeks ago that when Tyler was leading – that anything can happen behind the scenes. Mechanical Gremlins can strike any weekend. And right after that, that weekend, right after the recording of the podcast, Tyler went from first to third because he missed out on a, a substantial amount of competitions that weekend and has climbed his way back in the last two weeks. Anything can happen this weekend in Greenville, especially because Blake Granger is only three points behind. He can get that series lead in one competition. In the first competition of the weekend, he can grab that lead and keep it, and Kayla can easily come back up with some overall event championship wins so this tour is looking very interesting but i want to talk about really quickly bernard light in alien invasion last weekend grabbed his first overall event championship and this weekend he is not slouching grabbing that donut win you guys think bernard is gonna kind of get some more competition wins this season and hopefully maybe qualify for Australian world finals in the speedsters or atvs you know josh i do i think bernard's having his best year this year and he's getting plenty more wins. He's been practicing for a couple years in this tour. And I think he's finally starting to gain a lot of skill and be able to compete with other competitors. Because in the past, he's been doing great. But, you know, he's just been improving through the years and getting comfortable. And I think now he's comfortable with his truck in 2020 that he could get a few more wins. And I saw his first overall. I was so proud of him. I DM'd him and everybody was pumped up for that. And, you know, Bernard does this trademark uh, breakdance thing after he wins a competition or something, even <laughs> if he doesn't. So he has two-wheel skills, and he has some freaking breakdancing skills. Oh, my gosh. But uh, that man's awesome. I uh, love seeing him compete on the track. I think he's going to do great this year. I'm going to agree with that. I think that one of the biggest one of the skills that Bernard has is that he's so eager to learn and he's so eager to get better. I've seen him at so many events, not being part of the event, not competing in it, but just watching, just learning from other people. And he's got some real heavy hitters on his tour, like you had mentioned. He's got Tyler and Blake and Armando, people that are really good on not just not just in the monster trucks, but also on the other two vehicles. And this year at World Last year at World Finals, they introduced a lot more of those triple threat series aspects. And so that gives those triple threat series athletes more opportunity to get to World Finals. And I think that he's hungry to be there. So being up against some of those really heavy hitters is only going to push him to be better, to be the best. You got to compete against the best. And so I think he's got a real good chance of being there this year. And this tour does move on to Greenville, South Carolina. I will be there in the building for all three shows. So if you're going to be there, feel free to holler at me. I'll be at pit party as well. Hopefully we can hang out a little bit. But moving on to Triple Threat Series Central, Uniondale, New York, in the longest name for an arena I have ever seen, NYCB <laughs> Live, home of the Nassau oh, Veterans Guacamole. Memorial Coliseum. Ugh. That is a tongue twister to say. But that's <laughs> Very long name. Getting back to the competition, though, taking home two of the overall event championships, Colton Eichelberger, Max D, Justin Sipes, and Megalodon grabbed the other two on Saturday. In timed racing, we had four different athletes take home the win, Colton Eichelberger, Justin Sipes, Matt Cody, and Mark List in that order. Megalodon and Justin Sipes sweeping all ATV competitions. 
a different two-wheel skills winner, three different two-wheel skills winners, Mark List, El Toro Loco, Colton Eichelberger, Max D, Matt Cody, Blue Thunder, and Mark List, El Toro Loco in that order. A different speedster obstacle course winner for the entire weekend. It was Max D, Megalodon, Megalodon and Blue Thunder in that order. Taking home a couple of the donut competitions is we don't have the ones for Friday, but we do have Saturday through Sunday afternoon. Max D, Gravedigger, and Pirate's Curse taking home Two freestyle wins was Colton Eichelberger and Max D. And taking home one freestyle win was Chris and Anderson and Gravedigger. And taking home one freestyle win was Justin Sipes and Megalodon. Leading the competition on the points side is Colton Eichelberger and Max D. Further extending his lead over Justin Sipes and Megalodon. Mark Liss, El Toro Loco sits in third with Chris and Anderson and Gravedigger in fourth. Guys, Justin Sipes... Seemed like he shot out of a cannon at the beginning of this tour. Took an early lead in the series points, but now has fallen back and fallen victim to Colton Eichelberger in Max D, who has taken the series lead. Do you guys expect Justin to kind of catch up and be a threat with Colton? Because right now, Colton is ahead by about 40 points. Yeah. Man. I mean, he's got to. He, he came out of the cannon, like you said. He's been having a great year. And, you know, Colton, you know, he was just chilling. He was giving Justin that hope that he was going to win. And then he was like, nope, I'm going to take all these competitions from you. And he he brought that fish out of the water. And, you know, he's he gained back the points, and now he's leading by 40. And Justin got to get out of his beach chair and start going on these events and getting some more championships because, I don't know, it, it's interesting. I think Colton was just getting used to the truck. And now that he's comfortable and he's back and rolling, you're seeing that traditional Max D fashion getting all these wins throughout the weekends. And you see him getting back these points. So we're going to have to see Justin step it up. Yeah, we've got a long way left for first quarter. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that Justin will kind of step it up a little bit you know I think you'd mentioned earlier that sometimes all the driver needs is really that confidence boost and so now that he's 40 points behind Colton I hope that he can kind of get out of his head and get out of his own way because Justin's an awesome competitor I think maybe he has to adjust getting back into the triple threat series I mean Colton's been with the triple threat series for several years now and so and Justin was just reintroduced back into it this past year so I mean maybe it's going to take him a little bit of time to adjust to that but i sure hope so although i'm pretty happy that <clears throat> colton is sitting on top of central right now because for the past several years i know that he and tyler were really just going at it i mean it's hard to beat tyler meninga as far as the series championship goes and so it's nice that colton has a shot at claiming that for central this year Casey yeah. touched on it really quickly there, and I want to touch on it really quickly right now, is that Justin Sipes went from Triple Threat Series in 2018 to stadiums in 2019 and back to the Triple Threat Series. We saw this with Cody Saucier. Everyone was kind of expecting them going from stadiums back to triple threat that they would excel but it's almost kind of like the opposite when triple yeah. threat athletes get into the stadiums they kind of do better than they would normally in the arena and some athletes are the other way but it seems like Cody and Justin are both like that where now going back into the triple threat series is kind of having to relearn each of the vehicles and relearn each of the venues because you're going from massive NFL stadiums to arenas small as Ba ba basketball size like they're yeah. really tiny arenas that you have to learn how to maneuver the monster truck all again Wayne you wanted to say something real quick there yeah for sure and you know Justin he, he's been in stadiums like you said when you go to arena it, it keeps your mind fresh and you have to refocus on 
all of your arena skills because he used to drive an arena. They put him in the stadium and now he's got to readapt. And, you know, I have to give him props. It probably will take him a while to readjust. But, you know, he's really been showing that he has what it takes to drive in arenas. I meant he was dominating the first few weekends, but now Colton's leading. And, you know, he's just got to step it up. But that's all right. He has plenty of time. And I have I have faith that he'll do good this season. Yeah, if anyone can adjust back to triple threat, it's Justin Sipes, two stadi- two triple threat series championships in his two years of driving on the triple threat series. So he's undefeated in triple threat right now. So hopefully he can get back up to the front. Of course, we'll be covering it next weekend here on the podcast. But moving on, triple threat series West made a stop in Fargo, North Dakota for two action-packed shows. Taking on both of the overall event championships was Brandon Vincent in Gravedigger. He was able to grab one racing win on Saturday afternoon, taking on the win on Friday evening with Barry Sour and Zombie. He was able to sweep ATV Racing. Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger grabbed both of those wins. Taking home a Great Clips two-wheel skills challenge win was Earthshaker and Tristan England. Tony Oaks, Soldier Fortune, Black Ops grabbed the Saturday two-wheel skills win. Sweeping the donut competition was Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger. Barry Musauer and Zombie grabbed a speedster obstacle course win along with El Toro Locos, Elvis Lanias grabbing the Saturday Speedster Obstacle Course win, and Zombies Barry Moose Sour sweeping the weekend in freestyle, and Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger further extending his his lead at the top of the point standings with 546. Tristan and Earthshaker in second with 533, 13 points behind, and it is a pretty substantial gap, about a 60-point gap back to Tony Oaks and Soldier Fortune Black Ops in third. Brandon Vincent and Tristan England are running away with this. They look like Tyler and Colton last year, kind of both butting heads right at the front, both within striking distance of each other. We're still early on in this tour, and this tour will move on to Denver, Colorado next weekend. Do you guys think Brandon can hold on, or do you think that Tristan England's experience in Earthshaker can kind of bring him forward back to the top of the heap? Yeah, I honestly think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a battle to the end between Brandon Vincent and Tristan England. Honestly, I think it's a great matchup this year. I know we've touched on it a lot, but wow, what what a great team to put together for Triple Threat Series West. I mean, a lot of really great athletes, but. Uh, I think that the two of them are going to be fighting to the death for that series championship. The whole year. Yep. <laughs> you know, Mustard Man is coming from Mullet Man. You know, Mustard Brandon. <laughs> Mustard Man, that is right. Team Ketchup <laughs> and Team Mustard when he was running with uh, Armando Castro. That's what they call themselves. They're, they're, they're silly boys. But uh, Tristan's coming for you, Brandon. You better watch out. That Ooh. black and green wrecking machine. You dominate, but you got to watch out for Earthshaker because they're two amazing drivers. They're they're very skilled, and like you said, Casey, it's going to be a battle to the end. So I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to get this. I want to touch really quickly on Elvis Lanez in El Toro Loco. His second year of competition here in 2020 he was able to grab a speedster obstacle course win, and he's also grabbed a couple other wins, especially back in Tacoma. It seems like he is doing really well in these almost stadium-sized arenas. Do you think Elvis can grab a few more wins before the end of the series? He is currently sitting in sixth. Do you think he could step up his game in the ATVs and speedsters, possibly grab his first-ever World Finals bid? 
I'm actually really impressed by Elvis. I mean, for only being his second year in the seat, he's really crushing it. And he's got some really big players on that tour. And like you said, that's one of the best parts about Triple Threat Series West is they go to so many big spaces, which Elvis was on that tour last year. So maybe he's just very familiar with those spaces. He's been he's been in them before, so he kind of knew what to expect. But um, I think that he's got a great shot. And also, I'm pleasantly surprised that he's crushing it in his seat this year. Yeah, Elvis is a great driver, and like you said, it's only his second year, and he's been doing amazing. I got to meet him at World Finals last year, and he's a great guy. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to him coming in the future. I think he is a future series champion. He's still getting plenty of skill, and he has a lot of comp- competition on his tour. So we'll definitely be seeing him dominate in the future, and he's doing pretty good this season too. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting to see once the ATV and Speedster orders start to come out. We saw a little bit of a preview of it last year. Hopefully we'll see some previews coming up because the lineups should be released in the next couple months before Monster Jam World Finals. But you have not gotten your tickets yet. You can save 20% off your tickets by using code TRUCK when you buy your tickets to Monster Jam World Finals 21, May 2nd and 3rd, Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Be there for the biggest Monster Jam event of the season, the biggest pit party, biggest shows, biggest lineup that you can find anywhere in the world for Monster Jam. So if you can be there and have not bought your tickets, make sure you get on MonsterJam.com right now and we'll move on to Stadium Championship Series Red, taking on the overall event championship in Tampa, Florida. Me and Wayne were in the building for this. Adam Woo-hoo! Anderson in Gravedigger with Todd LaDuke in Monster Energy. A close second, three points behind. Grabbing the racing win was Adam Anderson in Gravedigger after Colvinard and Black Pearl beat him in the semifinals, but unfortunately having some truck issues, had to go to the back, and Adam Anderson and Gravedigger came back to defeat Lindsey Wink and Lucas Crusader in the finals. Todd LaDuke beat the odds with a very slippery track to gr- grab that Great Clip Skills Challenge win, and Jamie Garner in overboard with a spectacular consecutive backflip during his freestyle yeah. was able to grab the win. An exciting night of Tampa, definitely made up for show one which a lot of us said was kind of a letdown of a show it was still amazing by all means but this show definitely kind of exceeded our expectations even for tampa with jamie garner and overboard excelling todd laduke and monster energy able to able to tackle that slick slick track and adam anderson and gravedigger marching his way through the racing bracket yeah josh i was pumped to see this tour come to florida you know we had a couple drivers that either haven't been to Tampa in a while or haven't been to Tampa at all. Todd LaDuke never being there, and Mikey Vodders hasn't been there for since 2017, so it's been a while. But, you know, it was awesome getting to see you and all, the, all my friends and everything. And, you know, other than the show, it's just great to interact with all the fans and all of your friends. And that's one thing I look most forward to going to shows. But anyhow, the show was amazing. Racing was one of the best competitions. Uh, skills, it was just very slick out there. So we saw a lot of donuts and cyclones. We saw some wheelies. And um, some people tried moonwalks. But, you know, it was just so slick on the ramps that you either sent it and the truck would get that moonwalk or you were just going to slip and slide. And then freestyle was absolutely insane. There are a bunch of trucks that tried the backflip. You know, Todd Duke landed in the container. Jamie Gardner got that consecutive and aired it out. And, you know, I've been loving Jamie ever since he started. I've been following him since. And I love that truck. And he's he's capable of getting plenty more wins this year. 
He's a great racer and he's amazing freestyler. When all the other trucks are aren't having their night, Jamie could definitely take it. But it was awesome seeing all these competitors th- uh, last weekend, and I was so pumped. And I even got to interview Jamie after the show from his freestyle, and he was absolutely excited. He was glad to do it. And, you know, it was a great event. I loved it. No surprise, honestly, that it was such a great event in Tampa because that tour is just stacked. And we're starting to see, as we get farther into the 2020 season, see some streaks coming out of the different tours. And Adam Anderson and Gravedigger is just, I mean, he's a beast, taking those back-to-back racing wins and back-to-back overall event championships. But, Wayne, I think you mentioned it. Freestyle with Stadium Tour Red is so wild. I think they've had five different winners uh, when it comes to the freestyle competition. So I think it's so exciting when there's so many good players on each of the tours that you have a different freestyle winner each event. I mean, I think that's really awesome. So no big surprise that Stadium Tour Red has just got some crazy action coming out of that tour. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's great not seeing one driver always dominate. Like you remember Adam Anderson's year back in 2016. He just dominated everything. That man was unstoppable. And even during like the end of the year, he does he didn't even have to win anything because he was already locked in. But you know, it's great seeing all of this competition, seeing different winners like Jamie Gardner and everybody else. And you've been seeing a lot of the trucks doing good this year and you know, drivers also don't have the shows they want, like Mikey Vodders. He just didn't have the luck at Tampa. But, you know, we, we love the drivers and we support them, even if they don't have the show they like. And he's going to go out there next weekend and kill it. And uh, all the drivers are going to have a great event. Can confirm that stat, Casey. A different winner each weekend in freestyle for Stadium Championship Series Red, anywhere from Jamie Garner and Overboard to his teammate last weekend, Colvin Arden, Black Pearl, to John Zimmer, Adam Anderson, Todd LaDuke, and Becky McDonough, all of your freestyle wins, and all very solid freestyles each time they hit the track. Look, looking at the points right now, six points behind from Adam Anderson and Gravedigger, your leader is Todd LaDuke, Monster Energy. A couple points behind him is Lindsey Wink, Lucas O Crusader. I think Lindsey is having his best year in a while right now, sitting in third on his tour, along with Cole Venard and Black Pearl. He's sitting in fourth. I'm a huge fan of both Lindsey Wink and Cole Venard, so I'm so pumped that they're crushing it over there in Stadium Tour Red. So, yeah, I'm excited to see more of what they're doing this year in 2020. Yeah, I'm really hoping that Cole Venard gets a spot into World Finals because yeah. he's been having a great year and. You know, the fans love to see these independent drivers, and a lot. I've heard a lot of people saying that Cole Venard deserves a spot, so hopefully he'll get a spot. If not, maybe Jamie Gardner or somebody else like Corey Rummel. And Cole is such a fan favorite, too. One of the longest lines at Pit Party every time that he is at a show is Cole Venard in the Black Pearl. Moving on to Stadium Championship Series. Green made a stop in Glendale, oh my Arizona God, Green. State Farm Stadium. I love are you going to do this every time, Wayne? You're Kermit the Frog. I impression? am going to do this every this single every time. time now? <laughs> like not, I'm a freaking frog. I got to do it. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. We made oh. it like three weekends of competition before like week four hit, and now you're doing this every weekend. <laughs> I yes, did not I, expect yeah, that. You know, that was awesome. I, I love to make my comments, bro. Green is my favorite tour. I don't know if you could tell or not, but I'm a freaking green frog. I got to support the green tour, man. But is it wow, easy being green? 
You know, man, it's not real easy being green, but it's easy lining back on all four BKT tires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Moving back to Monster Jam, away from the Muppets. <laughs> Son of a Diggers, Ryan Anderson grabbed the overall event champion with 41 points. Neil Elliott and Max D, seven points behind in second. Grabbing the racing win was Ryan Anderson, son of a digger, defeating Morgan Kane and Gravedigger for the second time this year in the finals. Great Clip Skills Challenge winner, Max D's Neil Elliott, and your freestyle winner, Ryan Anderson and son of a digger. Ryan was able to grab his first overall event championship of the year, finally finding his groove on Stadium Championship Series Green. We've seen it before from Ryan, kind of a slow start for him in quarter one. Casey, this is your tour. You were there, pit reporting in the back at State Farm Stadium. What did you think of the show, and what do you think of your tour so far? Yeah, I mean, it was wild. I think that Ryan's really been fighting to fight, like you had said, to find his groove this year. At the beginning of the season, he started out with an entirely new truck, new chassis, everything. So he had expressed that he needed a little bit of time, especially when it came to things like racing, to figure out what was going on with his truck, where, where find his groove. And so, as you said, they've there's kind of you're finding that he's finding his groove. And for the past two weeks, I think that it's been him and Morgan Kane in the racing finals. And he took the wins both times. So sure enough, it took a little bit of time, but he has found it. And he was just one point away from a perfect show from 42 out of 42 points. And so wow. it was wild. It was it was a great event. And uh you know, I, I'm still waiting to see a little bit more competition when it comes to the skills challenge because Neil Elliott and Max D, he's just the king. He's unstoppable when it comes to the skills challenge. The only other driver that has won was um, Cam McQueen in Bro Camino. And for that particular event, Max D blew a motor, so he wasn't even part of the skills challenge. So there's a lot of good stuff, but nobody can get close to Maxie's Neil Elliott and the skills challenge. And as far as freestyle goes, wow, that has been a wild ride. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but Matt Pagliarulo and Jester taking the first freestyle and overall event championship of the year. What a pleasant surprise. And I actually was just talking to him and Nick last week because I saw them three different times out on the track, just walking the track, just try, trying to really get a feel for what was going on out there. And I was like, hey guys, how's it going? And he said, you know, we just want to, we want to tell everybody that we are here and we're bringing it and we took home that first overall and we want to make sure that we're claiming another one and another one and another one. So they're really putting in the work behind the scenes and on, on the track. So there's a lot of good stuff going on at Stadium Tour Green. Yeah, that's what a lot of the drivers do. They analyze the track before they go out there, which is great because, you know, you just don't YOLO it and send it. A lot of them actually analyze and think about what they're going to do maybe like two or three hits for their freestyle before they just go off. And unfortunately, I didn't see a lot of highlights from Glendale, but that track was really like a mini world finals track. I mean, you had so many jumps and different combinations you could have done. And like you said, Josh, you were talking about how Ryan wasn't having the best beginning of his quarter. I think this is just a yearly thing. He always has issues in the beginning. And especially having a new chassis this year, it's really changed how he has to drive and stuff because he's lost a lot of points, not being able to compete in challenges and stuff. But like you said, with Neil Elliott not having competition, I think if Ryan was on his old chassis, he'd still be competition. But he's he's just getting used to the truck, and I think it'll take a while. But he's getting used to the truck, and I think he'll be getting back into his groove. 
But I love this tour, and I, I really love the track that we saw this weekend. And I'm looking forward to seeing what these drivers could do. It yeah, was, I think I think the floor was 160,000 square feet, so it was yeah, massive. It was insane. Yeah, wild. The amount, the amount of work and stuff into that, that was really like a world finals track that the fans got to see there with just a regular lineup and stuff. And I, I definitely see the world finals going there in the future with, you know, Sam Boyd being knocked down. I mean, if the theme parks and stuff or there's something around it to do business deals with with Feld, I totally see them going there because that floor is huge. They could fit so much stuff in there and they could bring back that old fashioned Las Vegas style racing. You know, it's it's amazing. I wish I could have witnessed it, but uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to Sam Boyd. And yeah, I think that's all my thoughts. We'll, we'll touch on Sam Boyd again in a little bit once we grab it to the end of the podcast. But right now, I want to touch on Corey Rummel in Megalodon. We talked about him every weekend, rightfully so, sitting in fourth place currently on his tour, 148 points, compared to Morgan Kane and Gravedigger Lee in the tour with 173. Corey, each year is a threat, but this year really is the year that he is showing that, okay, I belong here that he belongs in a stadium at the top of the leaderboards. He belongs at Monster Jam World Finals. Corey is showing that Team Scream and the rest of his team is here to stay in Monster Jam. And along with the other independents, Matt Pagliarulo and Jester being one, uh, looking a little bit further down, Jimmy Jimmy Creighton and Bounty Hunter in ninth, these guys are showing up every weekend on Stadium Championship Series Green, especially for Corey. Corey doesn't have any competition wins yet, I don't think, but he's being so consistent in each competition that he is just sitting in fourth on the point standings. Yeah, Josh, I don't think people realize how great Corey is, and you may not see him get like an amazing amount of wins just because of how much competition's on that tour, but he's so consistent that he could really sneak out of nowhere and get like a top three, top five finish in the series, or even try to take the win if the drivers have a bad week. He could take advantage and just totally dominate. So, you know, I think he's another person that may deserve a spot in the World Finals. He's having such a great year, and Corey's one of my favorite drivers. He's a great guy, and I love that truck. It's an independent truck, and it, it holds up well week after week. They put a lot of effort into crewing in that truck, and it shows with the driver and all of the work they put into it. Yeah, I agree. For three weeks in a row, Corey Remmel was my pick to win racing because he's such a great racer, and he's such an adaptive athlete. Every time we get to a new venue, the beginning of the weekend, we um, do round one of racing. We do practice, and every week, he's one of the top three fastest times I mean, that's the first time they get to hit that track. So I've picked him for three weeks in a row to win racing. He hasn't made it there yet. But, um, yeah, he, he's definitely one of the top players. And this past week in Glendale, wow, he had an amazing freestyle run. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the highlights from him. But if you if you do catch it, definitely watch Corey Rummel and Megalodon. And I got to interview him after his run. And I was like, Corey, what, what were your thoughts on it? I feel like so many so many drivers have a good idea as to what they want to do when they get out there for freestyle. And he goes, you know what? I didn't think about it at all. I just went out there and I just did what's right. And I love when drivers say that because sometimes I think that that's the best stuff that happens out there on the track is what they don't plan for and just being able to be adaptive to be able to roll with what happens and to just kind of the best things happen organically that's when the magic happens when some crazy move 
when the when the best saves happen. And so I just love that that was kind of how Corey went into this weekend, and it ended up being one of his best freestyle runs. Yeah, and you know, Monster Jam says unscripted. When you're in freestyle, these drivers, you may plan like two or three hits, but you know, after that, it's just you wing it and you just go with the flow and you see what the truck does and you just go with it. You know, a lot of these drivers, that's how you do freestyle. You can't plan out the whole two minutes mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to do this hit then and I'm going to hit the backflip. You may roll early, you may get a crazy save. And, you know, half the stuff these drivers do, it's, it just happens, like you said, organically. It's not all scripted and in the driver's head. They just go with the flow as the run goes. And that's what I love about it because that's another thing that inspires me to go to these events. You never know what's going to go on. And I always love attending because I, I want to see those crazy saves and those amazing bicycles, those backflips, that big air, like everything. That's everything that makes the show along with behind the scenes and stuff. And I think freestyle is kind of entering a new age, especially in 2020. With the new rule, you have to finish 30 seconds of your freestyle before you're eligible for a score at, at judgeszone.com. And we're kind of seeing athletes like they used to, kind of take it slow at the beginning of the freestyle, that after they reach that 30-second threshold, kind of picking it up and really starting to plan out their next hit. Once they finish a hit, they're planning the next. And especially on a big floor like Glendale, you kind of have to plan more of your moves than a smaller stadium like St. Louis or like Tampa where you kind of turn the truck and you can see your next hit. Sometimes you turn at Glendale, you can't see anything. All you see is dirt and stands. You can't see any jumps around you. So it's very difficult to get lost on big stadium floors, but I think Son of a Digger did it right, and everybody that finished up at the top of the leaderboard that night in freestyle planned out their freestyles right, and it's going to be exciting to see where the Stadium Championship Series green goes next. This tour will be making its way back to Anaheim, California at Angel Stadium, so you can catch that tour. But moving on, the first time we're going to talk about a Stadium Championship Series yellow event this season. Grabbing the overall event championship was Monster Energy and Cody Sosier with 35 points. Scott Buto, El Toro Loco Ice with 33 in second place. Monster Energy's Cody Sosier grabbed the racing win along with the Great Clips Two Wheel Skills Challenge win. Sorry, the Great Clips Skills Challenge win. And your freestyle winner was Scott Buto, El Toro Loco Ice. And the overall event points are the current series points with Cody Sosier leading the way. Second, Scott Buto. And tied for third is Tom Mentz and Brianna Mahan of Max D Fire and Whiplash, respectively. First weekend for this tour in San Diego, California. First time we saw Chicago style in a baseball stadium in a long time. It was definitely an interesting racing bracket, an interesting event the whole night. Did you guys catch any of this event? The first weekend for Stadium Championship Zero's Yellow. Where do you guys think this tour is going to go? Yeah, I didn't get to catch a whole lot of it. I saw some highlights. Um, awesome for Cody Associate. I mean, he's fantastic. I think that it was a little bit surprising um, that Camden Murphy, Bakugan Dragonoid had a little bit of a rough weekend. Um, I feel like he's like the dark horse favorite when it comes to the fans. Fans love Camden. And as soon as he hit the stadium floor, and he, he's amazing. He's a phenom. He's like Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger. I mean, both of them are just incredible young athletes. And so I think that it's going to take him a second to catch his footing. But I'm excited to see what happens for him in the next couple of weeks. Um, there's also some really big... OG players on this tour. We got Tom Mens, we've got Charlie Pockins, Scott Buto. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the weeks to come. What do you guys think? Um, I was going to say, I, I just think a lot of drivers didn't have the event they wanted. 
because this was really a brand new track in a baseball stadium with Chicago style. It was a lot of different things that, you know, Monster Jam was trying that's brand new. And uh, a lot of drivers didn't have the event they wanted. A lot of them went out early in freestyle. I got to watch most of the show on YouTube. And, you know, Cody had a great night. He had a crazy crash in freestyle, which worried everyone because he went uh, driver's cab first into one of the barriers going like 40 miles an hour because he got a bad rebound off of one of the ramps. And, you know, your instinct is to first gas it instead of break it and do an endo. So that's how that went. But, you know, racing looked like a good competition. The skills looked like people went out early also. It looked it looked like just, you know, all the drivers getting used to it. And like you said, Camden Murphy didn't have the event he wanted. I mean, getting 18 points here, he's near the bottom. So he's definitely going to come back next weekend. Everyone's just getting the jitters out. And, you know, I think the big competition on this tour is going to be Cody Saussier, Scott Buto, Camden Murphy, and uh, Tom Mentz and Charlie. You know, they're they're some of the some of the OGs and some of the brand new drivers. And you know, I see those being the top five for this tour. And I think Cody's going to take a lot of racing this year because he is such an amazing Chicago style racer. I've seen him do it in the past, and he is very dominant at that style. So we'll see what happens this year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we can't count out the two women up on this tour. In fourth place, we'll tie for third, Brown, Mahana, Whiplash, and Rosalie Raymer and Wildflower currently sitting in sixth. Rosalie was able to Correct. make it all the way to the racing finals, beating Scott Buteau, Altura Loco Ice. She beat Brianna Mahana and Whiplash and wow. beats uh, wow. Shaker and Steven Thompson. So three incredible athletes knocking them out throughout the racing bracket. I don't know her skills challenge or freestyle uh, yeah, position um, finishes. But Rosalie didn't have the freestyle she wanted. She like, she did three hits and then she went for the main jump, hit it too slow, and she bro- really broke the truck in the front. They have a lot of work to do on that. It was a did she get a score? Well. Was it? Did she qualify um, for a score? I don't know. I I I think she got thirty seconds into a run. Okay. I I couldn't really tell, but if she didn't, that you know, it's just another one of those. You end it early and you'll have a better weekend next week. Totally. I can try and find it real quick if you guys try and fill like one minute of time. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I thought that that was such an interesting point to bring up was that it's been a big talking point on each of the tours that for freestyle this year, you have to run at least 30 seconds before you qualify for a score. And so I honestly think that that was a great um, rule to, to put in there only because I know that it has been kind of a point of frustration for some of the drivers that if they complete an entire run, then sometimes their score is much lower than someone that completes, you know, 15 seconds of it. So I I think that it was a fair rule to put into play for freestyle. Yeah, I think after watching the All-Star Challenge, uh, the people at Feld knew they had to do something because you have these drivers doing their whole run, like you said. And it gets frustrating for them when you see that other drivers just come out and one-hit wonder it and give, like, a huge send-it moment. The fans love to see it, but I like the 30-second rule because then you, you'll you see the drivers complete their time instead of getting no score. Because I know seeing the trucks send it, like, 50, 60 feet into air is awesome, but that one hit alone shouldn't count as, like, an, the leading score, like a top-five score. So I'm I'm glad they implemented it. It's definitely 
um, had had some issues with a lot of drivers because they don't fill the time because they have mechanical gremlins and stuff. Certainly. But I think it's a great rule, and uh, I, I think they put a lot of thought into this year. I mean, the lineups, the different track styles, instead of having the same track, I think they're pleasing the fans this year, and they have some amazing intros to the shows. Have you realized that? It's, it's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. It's incredible, for sure. And like you said, those one hits, those one big hit, it's such a spectacle. It's awesome to see. But Monster Jam is working towards something different. They're looking at towards at moving towards highlighting that the drivers are going out there and they're they're so in t- they're so smart and they know what's going on with their truck. And it's not just about hitting things anymore. It's not just about, you know, they're not looking for the carnage the same way. They're looking for skill. They're looking for people that are thinking about how they're driving. It's moving a different way. The sport is changing. So I think that it was a great role to implement. And I can't yeah. confirm, Wildflower did receive a score, 5.734. was ranked fifth at the time she got a score. It was, ba- it was barely 30 seconds. She started the run in about 33 seconds on this YouTube video and ended at about 105. So it was yeah, it's pretty, close. <laughs> pretty close to that 30-second margin, but she was able to fill 30 seconds and grab a score. That is it for all of our stadium and arena points championship series. You can catch all of these tours this following weekend. Grab your tickets, monsterjam.com. Tours will be heading to Greenville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Houston, Anaheim, Hartford, and Indianapolis. So if you have not grabbed your tickets, if that's a show near you, make sure you do it right now at monsterjam.com. See a Monster Jam show near you. Moving on to news. Before we get into a couple news spots, we're going to go ahead and begin with the power rankings. Of course, released on MonsterJam.com and Monster Jam's social medias every Wednesday. And they'll be changing week in and week out. The first weekend with each tour officially kicking off. So we have the first really official points weekend where some of it isn't based off of last year. Almost all based off of this year. We're going to take a look down. In first, Morgan Kane and Gravedigger. Second, Neil Elliott and Max D. In third is Colton Eichelberger and Max D, moving up three spots from six last week. Adam Anderson and Gravedigger in fourth, moving up three positions from seventh last week. Cody Saussier in fifth, Tyler Meninga in sixth, and Gravedigger, both of them unranked last week. Moving down three spots from fourth into seventh is Todd LaDuke, Monster Energy, in 8th and ninth is Brandon Vincent and Ryan Anderson, both unranked last weekend. And in 10th, moving down 7 spots from 3rd, is Tristan England in Earthshaker. A good group of power rankings this week. We all were kind of confused on why uh, Tom Mentz and Maxi Fire and Charlie Pocket and Gravedigger were up there. Now that they've officially started tour, they have dropped down below 10th. And Cody Saussier is now up on 5th for the first time. Some good group of power rankings. I think it's ranked pretty evenly. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's awesome. How exciting that that was our first week that uh, all the relative information for 2020, you know. So uh, I'm still kind of getting used to the power ranking situation. I'm interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on it. You know, I think if you're not like a super big Monster Jam fan, you don't keep up with the points. The power rankings is great. Because it shows you the drivers that really dominated the weekend of shows. And, you know, I'm a little surprised Tristan England's all the way down there in 10th. You, you, like you said, Tom Mentz and Charlie are off there. But 
Uh, I'm not surprised to see Cody up there. He's an amazing driver, and he, he dominated that show. He had a great showing there. And we see Todd the Duke go down in stats. The Tampa show must have knocked him down a little bit because he didn't have the best show. He got the skills win. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with everyone else. I think everyone's very deserving. And you see a lot of the stadium competitors along with the arena. You have two Max Ds in second and third. And then you have four Grave Diggers, two Monster Energies. And then you have Son of a Digger and Earthshaker down there in ninth and tenth. And uh, another thing, I definitely see Ryan Anderson going up in the power rankings. As long as he's got him back on his groove and he's having a, a good year once again. And he got them quarter one gremlins out. So hopefully everything goes well. And I'm pretty satisfied with the power rankings. What about you, Josh? Yeah, and each week it's just getting better and better as more data comes in. It is a points-based algorithm that is determining these power rankings. And as more data comes in, these are going to be more ironed out. And I think once we lead into Monster Jam World Finals, we'll get the last batch of power rankings. And it'll be the top 10 athletes from the season. And hopefully all of them will be in Monster Jam World Finals. Team Gravedigger, Team Max D, and Team Monster Energy definitely came to play Sweeping the top eight is all of them with Son of a Digger and Earthshaker, like you said, back in ninth and 10th. So power rankings definitely looking good along with a lot of the other points right now in Monster Jam. It is definitely feeling more like a sport this year with all of the data that we're being provided with the power rankings. So we'll keep up with this from week in and week out. Now to a couple pieces of news. Some sad news, unfortunately, breaking this past week. Sam Boyd Stadium's final Monster Jam show will be <coughs> in March of course, the historic Monster Jam Stadium Ooh. holding host to 19 Monster Jam World Finals competitions. Now we'll be seeing its final show. It'll be a Sunday afternoon show after a Saturday night festivities on Saturday. But the final official final show will be a Sunday afternoon show. Stadium Championship Series Red. I know. I don't know, Wayne. You've been to this. You've been to Sam Boyd, correct? I've never been there, and I'm crying that I'll never be able to go there. Casey, no. has, Casey has been there for a Monster Jam World Finals. I have been there for a Monster Jam World Finals and the All-Star Challenge. Guys, it means so much history in this building, all the way back from World Finals 1 through 19. Some some ama ama amazing moments happening at Sam Boyd Stadium, and some amazing moments will happen this year in the final show. Definitely. Yeah, um... It's sad to see it go, but, you know, all these stadiums, they upgrade and they either knock them down because they're too old and they want to renovate a brand new one or they try and renovate that one. But Sam Boyd has had some of the best shows ever. I love the 2008 World Finals because whenever I think of World Finals, for some reason, you know, 2008 just comes up because I always think of Adam Anderson's run and freestyle is insane. And then, you know, 2010, Charlie Hawkins and St. Air off that back end of the middle stack. There's just so many iconic moments from Sam Boyd. And it's it's been a big part of every Monster Jam fan's heart. And it's sad to see it go. But, you know, times change. And I, I understand. But hopefully that new Angel Stadium will be pretty good also. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the future and seeing what will happen. Also, um, I, a lot of the West Coast fans were upset they didn't have World Finals 20 there to complete a whole 20 years, but they decided to move it a little early since they heard they were going to renovate, I guess. So hopefully they get an amazing sh like ending to 
Monster Jam ever being there. And uh, I look forward to watching on Facebook Live. And uh, hopefully I could uh, maybe go out there sometime to the new stadium. Wayne, that's such a great outlook. I think that Stan Boyd Stadium just holds such a special place in so place in so many Monster Jam fans' hearts. And I mean, if they were going to move World Finals, at least they did it, and you know, did it with a bang. This past year, World Finals was awesome in Orlando, so I'm proud of what Monster Jam put out there. And um, I'm have no doubt that the last show at Stan Boyd Stadium is going to be awesome. From the VP Racing Fuels, Mad Scientist front flip to. The first time a Monster Jam truck cleared the triple back in 2008 to just historic moments throughout the years at Sam Boyd Stadium. We're going from final show at Sam Boyd Stadium to the first show in Landover, Maryland at FedEx Field. I believe it's the home of the Washington Redskins for their first ever Monster Jam show in June. Let me grab the exact date. I was not prepared for this news story. The official date <laughs> for the show in Landover, Maryland, the first one ever at FedEx Field it's in will June, right? be June 6th. It's the first time ever at FedEx Field. Tickets on sale right now for that show. A pretty good stadium. Nothing really we can say about this now. Mosham has never been to this stadium. It is going to be unexpected, unscripted, and unforgettable like always for the first time in a new stadium. The Indeed. last piece of news before we head out, of course, the This Race Saves Lives campaign kicking off with St. Jude and Monster Jam. You can head to monsterjam.com slash St. Jude for more information. We're going to give you a little bit of information on the auction that began this past weekend on Saturday. A bunch of auction items being auctioned off at monsterjam.com, including fiberglass pieces, crew shirts, Helmets, ATV jerseys, ATV panels, overall event champion trophies, some collectible Spin Master diecast, all up for auction, and all the proceeds going to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And a lot of this stuff has drawings and stuff featured from St. Jude patients, including the ATV panels, all the ATV jerseys, the crew shirts, and helmets. So everything is currently up for auction, and you can bid on it right now at monsterjam.com slash St. Jude. This is an amazing campaign with Monster Jam and St. Jude partnering up, especially now auctioning off things that each Monster Jam fan wants to get their hand on, and now they can do so with the auction with all proceeds going to such an, ama an amazing charity. Yeah, it's it's just... You know, every time I think of this partnership, it's just heartwarming to see what, you know, Feld has done. It's, I, I'm, I'm so happy to see the sport um, as it evolves, taking partnerships and showing amazing causes and stuff instead of just having these 12,000 pound monster trucks that go out there and put on a show and leave. There's a lot behind the scenes that the average fan doesn't know about, and St. Jude's one of them that they've been promoting a lot. And every time I think about all those kids out there, it really just touches my heart and gets me very emotional because they go through a bunch, and it's just amazing what St. Jude can provide to them. There was that one boy that was able to come out to the Tampa show, and it put a smile on my face. I forgot his name. He had a very awesome name. But he was a great kid, and um, I, that's what the fans love to see. They love to see these kids from St. Jude come out and see, see their condition, see that they're doing great, and that we could put a smile on their face and Monster Jam can. 
And I just love it. I love the cause, and I think it's amazing what they're doing. And I look forward to a bunch of years with that sponsorship. Well said. Yeah, I love that Monster Jam is constantly changing and evolving and doing new things. And that means within the sport. And that means outside of that also. I think that Monster Jam and Feld Entertainment understands what kind of platform they have. And they want to use that to not only benefit the things that they have going on. Monster Jam's awesome, but also benefit the community. And so I think that this is a partnership that everybody in Feld and Monster Jam is really proud of. And it's it's great for St. Jude's children. Children's Research Hospital, and it's great for the fans. I mean, Josh, like you said, so many one-of-a-kind items that everybody wants to get their hands on. Like overall event trophies just last weekend, Morgan Kane of Gravedigger was wearing a uh, St. Jude's jersey, and uh, he and some other drivers signed it. I think they're auctioning that off as well. So, so many real cool items, and the proceeds go to St. Jude's, and so I'm really excited about it. They're doing some really awesome things. I'm excited to see where this partnership goes. And I'm really proud of Monster Jam for being part of it. Yeah, every I didn't. Ma- every Monster I didn't Jam wants to get all. their part, wants to get their hands on some fiberglass. And four pieces of fiberglass are up for auction: the Gravedigger ice roof, Brodozer door panels, Zombie Fire tailgate, and Doomsday grill. And a couple other uh, uh, items should be on there in the future. I saw a lot more behind the scenes in Tampa, so it's going to be amazing. At what more comes out with this partnership? Wayne, you want to say something real quick? Yeah, I, I didn't mention the auction like you've been. Uh, it's a fan's dream come true. If you have the money, it goes to a great cause. And you can get your hands on some stuff you'd never see. Like you said, Doomsday and so many other fiberglasses, some retired trucks. It's amazing what you can get. So if you have the money and you could donate, it goes to an amazing cause. And it's definitely worth it. And you even get some awesome stuff that you usually wouldn't get. And you have these special driver shirts too. And I love those. And all the drivers were representing, and they took a big group photo at Tampa. And it's just a great thing to do. So if you have the money, go ahead and do it. If you don't, just keep the kids in your thoughts and prayers. That's right. Yeah, and currently raised for the auction just in a couple days, $4,865 raised on the auction alone. And if you want to get in... On non-auction items, you can just donate at monsterjam.com slash St. Jude. If you pledge to donate $20 or more a month, you'll get sent the This Shirt Saves Lives t-shirt with the Monster Jam logo on the back. Wear it to shows. Show with pride that you support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Monster Jam. Guys, we have reached to the end of another Monster Jam download. Any final thoughts? This has been awesome. I feel so lucky that I got to do this with you guys. It was so rad. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to close off by thanking you, Josh. You know, I love meeting all the people, you know, all of the announcers and people behind the scenes, the crew chiefs, the crew members, the drivers. So it's awesome. It was great meeting you, Casey. And, you know, I think this was a great podcast and it was a great weekend of shows. And I look forward to next weekend and some more Monster Jam action and some more pizza. (laughs) Well, next weekend. More Kermit, too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, next weekend is going to be even more exciting than the previous weekend. That is how Monster Jam goes. For KCG, Wayne Shiaki, I am Joshua Lee. We thank you for watching another episode of the Monster Jam Download. And remember, this is Monster Jam! Getting hard to sleep, blood is in my dreams. I was killing me, trying to figure it out.